Larder podcast number three. Yay! This is our third one. <laughs> yes. And uh, this month, uh, our guests are the very lovely Stephanie and Caroline from the Clean Water Waste Project. Yeah. Um, and they're going to come and have a little chat with us. So that's really exciting. Um, and we're going to talk about our upcoming zero waste gathering. And we're going to mention what we've been up to a little bit. Yeah. And as always, a shop update on all things the Eco Larder. And our very own Romaine, who yes, works at the Eco Larder, is going <laughs> to be on the podcast this month. Yay. So that's like the whole team. <laughs> so very Charlotte special, will be here as well. Very special third edition. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, let's crack on. Let's crack on with it. Okay, so we're going to delve into our diaries a little bit. Yes. So what have we got for people this month? So I thought we could talk about our progress um, on maintaining our health and our fitness and the impact that that's had on our own sustainability journey. Okay. Yeah. But before we delve into that, uh-huh. can I just have a little side note on your jumper? <laughs> well, you're highlighting that because it's not my jumper. It's from the 80s. It's This is actually David's jumper. It is David's jumper, Behind but the camera, you look David. hilarious. It looks great on him and I'm cold. So I said, can I borrow his jumper? He said yes. And ever since I've put it on, Stephanie's been laughing at me. So. <laughs> I, I, I'd give it a thumbs up massively, but I think it's because you've never seen me in a jumper. Like oh this. my God, it is just too funny. <laughs> it's just too funny. I like it. Yeah, so it is um, very fitting to your um, physical physique, which you've been working on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So why, why, are we, why are we on this uh, fitness journey? What's kickstarted it? So I more, guess more for yourself, right? It's more for myself. Like, you know, I started really kind of last month, like, when Jasmina turned 15 months, I was like, I am ready to take care of my fitness and health again. And like, um, you know, we were eating healthy anyway, but we weren't eating um, like right at the right times. We weren't so planned. Not so planned. And what, you know, we've spent now 10 months, uh, the business is only 10 months old, and we have been swept off our feet. Yeah. And our own, both certainly with me, both of us really, yeah, our own 100%. health and fitness has gone down the drain a little bit. So just bringing back, bringing that to the forefront um, has been so good because sometimes I really do feel that some of the more greener and sustainable choices that we make like, are just tiring and can take up a lot of energy. But the more energy I have, like the better I really feel. Um, and it's from things like making my own hummus, soaking the beans, you mm. know, taking like being super organized, which I was doing before, but it can like, yeah. when you're already really knackered, like it's just, it can be too much. Yeah. And we're lucky because we recognize this in ourselves, whereas most people 
struggle to recognize when they're yeah when they're burning out and um yeah we 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 kind of signed up for it taking on another another project but yeah, yeah we've managed to get to a space i guess where we can look after ourselves a bit more yeah so um, and it's been like so important and we got the amazing ashley glenn from explore more mum she's taking us through our paces she's definitely yeah. putting us through our paces yeah, yeah. she is <laughs> so she specializes in postnatal fitness yeah but and you've joined <laughs> I think it's fair to say anyone would be yeah. benefiting from these sessions. This is not, no. Um, yeah. I mean, she tailors everything to both of us, which is great. Yeah. Um, so that's been fantastic. Yeah. And then I've also been going a couple doors down the road to the Edinburgh studio. Um, our Eco Larder neighbors. Our Eco Larder neighbors uh, run by the very lovely Veronica. And I'm just loving those sessions. You know, they're like high energy. Mm. And every single time after one, I just feel like, I guess that like rush of endorphins and things like that. I just feel really great. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've been doing a ton of yoga at our own yoga studio, which is here where we record these podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're right, it makes such a difference when you're on top of your own... um, physical and mental fitness yeah um and you yeah it's it's unrecognizable the difference it makes yeah from uh from all in all walks of life but as you say from from choosing to be sustainable yeah um yeah it's it goes hand in hand it does go hand in hand like when you take care of your own health from prepping and organizing all your meals yeah to making time in the day being like feeling like I I have a lot of energy gives me the energy to like take care of all my sustainable choices without feeling overwhelmed. Mm. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. The lack of overwhelm. Yeah. yeah. So if you feel like you are um, in need of a boost yeah. and you can follow our, our journey, we've been on it for a few weeks now, but we're, um, yeah, we're loving we're, it. We're loving it. Loving yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if we can provide some inspiration, then follow us and like us and see what else we get up to. See what we get up to. Yeah. I know. So but that's yeah, us. Yeah, it's been great. I really yeah. feel on top of myself. And stronger in the core. And stronger in the core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's that. That's our diary. Hello, and welcome to the very lovely Romaine. Hello. Hi, Romaine. First time on the podcast. Yay. Quite a few of you might recognize Romaine from Instaway. I know. When when I am out of the shop, people are like, who's the lady with the very long, beautiful red hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Somebody told me the other day it was iconic. Me. Oh. Like my hair. Well, you're on our, you're yeah. on our shop shutters. I know. I know. Cat, Victor even met me. Form. He drew me. <laughs> yeah. <form>. Manifested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for those who don't know, Romaine. Romaine is our store manager. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about the store. What's going on? And our updates. And our store updates. And the biggest thing that's happening this month is the Great British Cleanup in collaboration with the Marine Conservation Society. And Romaine, with her scientific background, um, is going to 
go along this month because they're doing all sorts of like record yeah. keeping. This is, a, this is our, our biggest yeah. one yet. Is yeah. record keeping. Yes. Is that what they do? Sorry. <laughs> so Remain is is an expert at this. I'll let you explain a little bit. Okay, so it's the Great British Beach Clean, and um, we're in the 26th year of it now. So mm -hmm. the Marine Conservation Society has been a champion for cleaning and looking after our coastal waters for um, years and years now, and has done 25 great british beach cleans so far so it's taking the whole weekend from the 20th to the 23rd of september and there's official marine conservation society beach cleanups all over the country at all our coastal waters oh, wow. um, and people can actually still be volunteering now to mm. even run their own in collaboration with um, the marine conservation society mm. and they send you out these super helpful packs that help you know what things to record keep on yeah. <laughs> and how to do it safely and and record everything so over the last 25 years they through these beach cleans they have picked up more than 320 tons of tons of tons 320 of, of tons plastic waste from british beaches through this amazing citizen effort and um so as well as being a huge tackler for for marine and beach um pollution it's also a bit of a citizen science effort mm. which is what you were talking about with your record keeping yes. so you get these amazing surveys that the marine conservation society have put together to and they're super easy you just say oh i found this many of this thing so let's say it's cotton buds because mm -hmm. cotton buds as we know the plastic sticks yeah um they show up all the time um so you might you know is a great thing to do with the kids if you've got the kids down on the yeah. beach clean up with you um because it's it's a hugely eye-opening thing i think everybody who especially lives on an island like we do should at some point in their life do a beach clean because the things that you find there really show you what in your everyday life are the things that don't just go away there's no, no. throwing things away mm -hmm. they always go somewhere and it's kids get so interested and so involved in it and figuring out what this is and they can count all the things and then write down on the list um what it is that you found and you send that away to the marine conservation society and they collect all this data and the data that they use goes to really amazing things so it's helped with the ban on single-use plastics or the tax that we now have on single-use plastic uh -huh. bags yeah uh, that 5p levy um the ban on microplastics in sort of like personal cleaning products like exfoliators and stuff like that which you used to see a few years ago loads of them that were saying that they were like micro abrasion and it was great for your skin and mm. stuff like that but it's actually just tiny beads of plastic that you're scrubbing your face with that oh, then go into yeah, the sea yeah. and then they get eaten by plankton and other small creatures or they amalgamate into these sea plastics and it's really damaging to the environment so the information they collected on these these beach cleans went to things like this and um, also better like labeling on things like wet wipes which is now legislated about not flushing it down toilets yeah. and things like that because obviously they don't most of them don't biodegrade or anything yeah. and then they just wind up on our beaches and everything like that so yeah. it's yeah it's a really amazing thing to be part of I'm really excited to be doing it in collaboration with the I mean, conservation society. I think you're gonna have a great time. Definitely. Like, Definitely. I can tell you know, you're like so passionate. Yeah, it's, gonna about be joining. it's nice to put my science hat back on. Yeah, yeah. briefly. Well, yeah. if you didn't catch our first podcast, um, we yeah. had Catherine in, and yeah, check out Marine Conservation Society. They do all the work that they do. Yeah, it's fantastic. And 
Can you, um, which day are you joining? So we're joining this Saturday from 10 till 12 at Cramond Beach. The 20... 21st. 21st. 21st of September. Yeah. Okay. And where are you meeting? We're meeting at the flagpole at Cramond Beach at okay. 10 a.m. At 10 a.m.? Um, yes. Okay. So it's a little bit different from the normal ones yeah. that we run just as the Eco Larder because it's slightly later in the month than we normally do. Yeah. And it's on a Saturday and it's in the morning, but we're doing yeah. it in collaboration with the Marine Conservation Society to help boost the citizen science effort. Yeah. And... Um, so it'll start with a little introduction from the Marine Conservation Society with a health and safety briefing and everything like that. And then we'll do some surveying of specific stretches that um, they look after that they have adopted, which is the same stretch of beach that we normally look after. Oh, and then, great. Yeah. And then... And yeah. they take into account during their survey, they know that we look after it as well, so they know that it's a cleaner stretch of beach now than it was, than it was before. Um, before we started our efforts yeah. as well. So it'll be yeah. interesting to actually speak to Catherine afterwards and see this year's Great British Beach Cleanup ah. on this stretch, how different it was to last, last year before year. we started all our efforts. Yeah, because yeah. we've done a year now yep. on that stretch of beach, but yes. we haven't been so scientific about it. We've just, no. you know, more of a community effort yeah. that everybody meets. But regardless second, yeah. of whether we're recording it, the the difference will be will recorded. Be, yeah. So they record things like the weather in the lead up as well, because obviously mm. weather yeah, patterns and the, tides. and the tidal patterns yeah. and everything like that can affect what's being blown into shore. And, and yeah, like so, so it should amazing. be a great benchmark. Yeah, yeah. For, for I know. So hopefully we just not do too that late to sign up. Year. You can sign up through just Facebook. Uh, events or what's you the can best? So you can see the event on our Facebook page and yeah. we've got a link to the official Marine Conservation Society event for this one. You can also check out other Marine Conservation Society ones in your yeah. area if you're not near Edinburgh and near us. Mm. Um, so yeah, because yeah. it's happening UK-wide. UK yeah. And yeah, because I believe like it's called the Great British Cleanup. Beach Cleanup. Beach Cleanup, yeah. And because... Um, there was one in the States, I think. And that yes. like maybe that's why how it kind of yeah, came so over. The, the data collected also goes to international data collection things mm -hmm. for okay. for worldwide sea yeah. and marine pollution data yeah. reports as well. Okay. Oh. Fabulous. Great. Thank you very much. No problem. Yeah. So that's what's really happening in the shop. Yes. In September. And um oh, actually, we're kind of working on our product range aren't we well that's yeah, yeah. so we're always on the lookout at the Larder to um to be stocking things that can help uh, reduce our waste and plastic footprint and the biggest thing that we're working on as a team is actually starting to produce some of our own products Yay. um uh, which is mm -hmm. great from a couple of points of view but the biggest one is actually controlling um the packaging and some of the excess that we have around working with suppliers so if we can do that yeah. ourselves we can limit that um that waste one of the biggest things that i think will that will improve on is the carbon footprint you know because there'll be less shipping around of those products so i'm looking forward to that yeah. saving so that's huge yeah. saving and yeah. Uh, yeah it just gives us a lot more freedom uh, yeah. to to yeah make our own things so we're excited about that so keep an eye out for <laughs> ecolada product range coming yeah. to you september and beyond ish ish <laughs> <laughs>
okay. we will see. We'll use we'll do put, our best. We put this out there, so we put it out into the universe. That will help. And just speed it yeah, up. It will. It will definitely. Yeah. Okay, that's our update. Thank you, Romaine. Thank you, Romaine, for joining. Yep. <laughs> Hello, and a very big welcome to you both, to Stephanie and to Caroline from Clean Water Wave. Thank you so much for coming on to um, this month's podcast with us. And um, yeah, like we are just in awe of what your organization does. So we thought maybe we'd begin with that and just talk a little bit about what you guys do and the impact that you're trying to create. Sounds good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Likewise, it's a mutual affection. I think <laughs> we wouldn't be here. Like, thank you for having us. So we set up Clean Water Wave uh, two years ago as a community interest company, same as you guys, oh, social, interest, uh, social enterprise. And we are passionate about water and the environment and health. And so we've been looking at developing water treatment technologies um, that are sustainable, that are low energy and can deliver clean drinking water for rural communities where they struggle to find systems that are appropriate yeah. uh, to get clean drinking water. But we've also been looking at using the same technology on wastewater treatment sites so we can use something that's very low energy, very sustainable, and use it at the back end of existing water treatment sites to be able to remove a lot of the nasties that we see in our wastewater streams. So things like, like uh, hormones um, or things like other pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So when we take drugs, you know, for whatever reason, you take medication, we wee out a lot of the drugs, anywhere between 40 and 90% of the pharmaceuticals that we take, we wee out. Um, and a lot of that can't be processed in a normal wastewater treatment processing okay. plant. So what happens is it just ends up being dumped into our rivers and our and our seas, which is why in our team we have people like Caroline who are marine biologists. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a humble social scientist. <laughs> I like people. I'm very educated, <laughs> humble social scientist. <laughs> um, so as part of the work that we do at Clean Water Wave, we work with a team of marine biologists. And we look at the impact that our waste streams are having on on our oceans. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and um, because what you were just saying before was um, about kind of like how the chemicals in the water, how they react with the plastic and the effect of that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So one of the things that we've been looking at as well as pharmaceuticals in our wastewater stream is, is our personal care products. So we've been looking at things like shampoo or SPFs and some of the chemicals that we find in, in a lot of a lot of these products. And again, they go, we wash them down the sink or you know, in our shower. Um, yeah. And then they, again, they end up at the wastewater treatment site and then a lot of them again end up in, in, the, in the oceans. And what happens with a lot of these chemicals is they don't actually like being in water. So they try and cling on to something as a way of avoiding being in water. Okay. And unfortunately, in our oceans, we have an awful lot of plastic. And those microplastics uh, are a really good vector for carrying a lot of these pollutants. Oh, so no. what we've been finding and some of the work that Caroline's been doing um, has been looking at the interaction that these particles have on things uh, like copepods, uh, which are tiny, tiny marine creatures, um, and the impact that it has on, on them as well as um, phytoplankton. and phytoplankton, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that it has on them yeah. to both absorb 
uh, carbon dioxide, but also release oxygen. So they, these tiny creatures in our oceans are vitally important for our for our Earth. You know, for us, for our survival. They, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They produce yeah. an awful lot of the oxygen. More than fifty percent of the oxygen in our atmosphere is produced oh, wow. by our seas. You know, not by not by trees. No. It's produced by our seas and we the need tiny to creatures that, that our oceans. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Yeah. I guess I can. So one of our actually Clean Water Waves projects is called the Goes Foundation. And actually based on with all the personal care products and part of why we were here today doing a live stream, check out Clean Water Wave Facebook page, <laughs> um, yeah. is actually to do with this product, uh, this project, Goes Foundation, and advocating that, you know, it's actually our personal care products and what we can try and do yeah. um, to just... So do our part. What would be like maybe let's say like top three tips with personal care products? What are the easy changes people that so the easy make? changes or the the three top chemicals that we're uh, kind of sending the message out about right now is triclosan, uh, oxybenzone, and microplastics. So triclosan is found in some toothpaste and oh, in antibacterial yes. hand wash. So mm -hmm. looking out for these in your toothpaste is vital because they really are horrible they kill everything they're just not very nice just okay don't put them in your mouth yeah uh, so looking for <laughs> are you laughing at me uh looking out for that in your toothpaste and antibacterial hand wash is really really good um and not repeat good. the name of that Triclosan. Okay, yeah. It's quite a long name, isn't it? Don't ask me to spell it. Triclosan. C-O-S-L-A-N. Triclosan. Triclosan. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. One to look so at. It's, it's a biocide, so it's in okay. our toothpaste and, and hand washes because it's really good at getting rid of bacteria. But obviously, we don't really want to get rid of all of our bacteria. Bacteria is really good for us. Yeah. Um, like Activia. Activia. You've yeah. got good bacteria <laughs> <Yes>. as well. <laughs> you yeah. want to protect that. Okay. Yeah. But what we see from a marine uh, ecosystem, ecosystem point of view is that the triclosan is ending up in in our in our uh, water systems it yeah. is really good at clinging onto microplastics okay and what we've seen is that it's been working its way up the food chain so from the tiny plankton yeah um it's been working its way up, up the, the food, food chain. chain so we've seen in uh, dolphins for example i think there was a study that was looking at dolphins off the coast of florida and um almost one in i think 50 percent of the dolphins that they found uh, contained quite high levels of triclosan wow. and it was this triclosan that was interacting um with plastics yeah so we know that if it's working its way up in the food chain and ending up in dolphins, dolphins. it's more than likely having an impact on us as well and yeah. on the, you know, the foodstuffs that we eat as well and it's so easy to avoid isn't it so like toothpaste like you can get such a wide variety of natural toothpaste these exactly. days that avoid mm -hmm. it you can get it without the triclosan and also um plastic free obviously exactly um and then in terms of like hand wash there are many like um not more natural just ways use and just use soap just use and soap. a little bar yeah. of soap exactly. exactly again without plastic and uh much more natural exactly. nicer for your nicer skin for as your well skin. doesn't dry it out yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's but a then, really great one yeah, yeah. and then yeah. there's uh you know it is coming to the end of summer but is it yeah scottish summer yeah it's coming uh -huh. to the end 
but one, uh, especially if you're going in the sea, is oxybenzone, so which is found oxybenzone. in a lot of vitamins, SPFs. It's yeah. found in your um, your foundations if you wear foundation. I do. That uh, has SPF, and so oxybenzone is really bad for coral, like really Aww. bad. And so, actually, you guys even have uh, ocean safe. Uh, sunscreen, sunscreen which is great so yeah. these these are actually mineral based rather than chemical based yeah so what you want to look out for is zinc oxide or titanium dioxide yeah. on the label and to be quite honest a lot of them will say we're reef safe or we're ocean friendly okay or we're mineral based oh that's so fantastic really easy key things to look out for yeah. when you're buying sunscreen and for people who are a little bit experimental there are a ton of recipes out there online as well on like making your own um like makeup things and mm-hmm. as well like you know you either like it or you don't but exactly. for those that yeah. do you know you can try things out there's a lot of information out there um so yeah i think that's quite an easy one to avoid as well yeah it's yeah. easier for spfs it's harder in makeup because quite okay. often the ingredients listings on a lot of makeup stuff it will say you know it contains spf but often you don't actually know what that spf what, is that, made of okay i see yeah so, so oxybenzone okay. is, is at the top of the chain in terms of the bad thing the bad okay. kind of chemicals that are in oxybenzone mm. yeah yes and so that's been banned by um the florida government now because of the, the oh, links wow. um, and the hawaiian government and the hawaiian government and in and fact you're i think you get fined a thousand dollars and all the planes that go into hawaii sell yeah. mineral-based sunscreen because they're just like you're gonna have a hefty fine if you if have you... sunscreen containing oxybenzone oh that's amazing they need these laws here Yes, yeah. so you know yeah. it's it's great that even airlines are getting on board with it and sharing the message yeah. with the amount of people that are still are flying. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Huh. And what would be your third one? Uh, so microplastics. Uh, microplastics are still everywhere, yeah. uh, but I would say the main thing that you could do is really actually avoiding fast fashion that are made yeah. of synthetic fibers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of these fibers. What were they all? Nylon. Nylon and polyester. polyester and yeah, there's lots of like nasty stuff. Loads of them. <laughs> yeah. But any, when you're yeah. washing, all of these tiny little particles come off in your in your wash mm. and end up going through wastewater treatment yeah. and aren't picked up. Just like the hormones and all the pharmaceuticals, they just escape through. They just go right into the water system. Right into the water system. There are these amazing things called guppy friends. Have you seen them? Like the yeah. So they it's like a sack. Yeah. Yeah, that you put mm-hmm. in your washing machine to catch the microfibers. And we don't have them in our shop because they are, like, I think we will get them eventually. They're quite a pricey item yeah. to have, but they do really, really last. You know, we've got it at home and it just, like, it's very easy. You know, you just put it in your washing machine and, yeah, like, you don't need to think twice about it. You're just done. Yeah. And I think like, they certainly yeah. help to reduce the amount of fibers that end up in the waste streams, but they yeah. don't help. They don't prevent all of them and no. I guess it kind of comes down to that thing is what do we do once you collect your little microfibers then what do you yeah. do you put them into the into the rubbish bin and then they end up in landfill yeah what possibly do you do end with up it? in landfill yeah. leachate as well and then we get back to the back to square one yeah so if at all possible you know buy natural natural, natural clothes organic cotton exactly. things like that yeah um it's quite challenging you know because like one of the things that we really try and do as family is to just buy secondhand clothes. Like there's some really nice vintage stores mm-hmm. and um, 
with like obviously really nice charity shops and things like that as well and mm-hmm. um, we do this like clothed rental system for the baby mm-hmm. um which is all organic cotton as well so that that's actually is really good but there are like you know things in our wardrobes that like like these leggings for example you know that were maternity pants yeah <laughs> you know like that that will cause cause the little microfibers to go into the water system so it's like maybe the next step for well certainly for us as a family is maybe to like really sift through our wardrobe and then but then there's like what you're saying it's like well let's not wear these clothes anymore and then if you take them to a charity shop then somebody else might have it so you know true i mean it's, but it's yeah. also it is reducing in general yeah. the amount of fashion being produced that's true yeah. yeah like reducing the amount that's just one of the worst industries isn't it yeah in yeah. terms of water usage and yeah textiles but to they're, make like they're upping their game as well yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a bit of an ethical conundrum i guess but yeah it, but it's the you know it's the same as well if you're wearing something that's straight up acrylic or you're wearing something that's of a polyester cotton blend for example the amount of microfibers that are going to be produced from a poly cotton blend are going to be a lot less than they are from pure acrylic yeah, piece okay. of clothing so it's you know it's just about I think being conscious about yeah. what we're doing and, our, and what we're buying and how we're washing things and how we're disposing of things and yeah I think from from our perspective from a water perspective is is a lot of this kind of knowledge is it's just not known about it doesn't exactly get, it doesn't get out beyond some of the you know some of the researchers and, mm. and a lot of the marine biologists that work on work on this stuff you know, they struggle to make um, the argument that actually this is something that all of us have a part to play in. Yes. You know, so, so we see kind of maybe the impact on plastic straws or we don't want that to end up in the ocean. But actually the link between what we do in our own homes and how that might eventually end up in the oceans is, is less, it's less, less well articulated, I think. And that's where you guys come exactly. in and take it. Like, so you do a lot of that, right? You come here, yeah. you're like trying to reach the public with your message yeah. as much as you can. Yeah. Is there other ways, do you go into schools? Well, we've actually, this Fringe Festival, we've been working with um, a really great theatre company, the Greenhouse Theatre Company. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, we who, had them on last month. <laughs> who, they're so brilliant. Yeah. Um, and they've been, we've been working with them a lot on some outreach programs and some workshops during during the Fringe Festival and the engagement from the children has just been phenomenal so we've got Mm. there's some incredible close-up photography um, of plankton Mm -hmm. which are the tiny creatures that live in our oceans Mm. and some of them are plants phytoplankton and some of them are animals the zooplankton Mm -hmm. and these pictures are incredible and the kids just they love them and so they love them because they're kind of weird as well they look like little aliens a lot of them but they're also really beautiful and the children just absolutely they're i mean i'm fascinated by them and i'm a marine person but especially (laughs) i mean i think everyone is when you when you haven't seen anything quite like it and you're like how does something that tiny look so beautiful yeah and yet I've never seen or heard of it before. Yeah, so about getting close up to the images yeah. and understanding and learning and articulating what that. our environment's made exactly, up of. You know, and, and, yeah. and showing that these little dudes that live in our oceans, how <laughs> vital they are to our to our you know, to our planet. Yeah. To producing the oxygen that, that we breathe. Yeah. They're vitally important. And yet yeah. all of these chemicals that we're flushing down the loo or down our drains or 
you know, through various other means, are having a massively detrimental impact on, on the plankton's ability to do its awesome job yeah. and to produce the oxygen that we breathe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot of the work that, that, you that do. we're doing. Oh. Yeah. Well, you do amazing work and um, we hope to like maybe collab further in the We'd future to, with you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on thank today you as well. Us. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> okay, it's questions time. Welcome back to Charlotte. Hi. Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you guys? Very yes, good. Yes, very good. You look lovely in your Lucy and Yak dungarees. I know. We'll yeah. them. <laughs> Tag yeah. Lucy and Yak. Yeah. They're a great organization. They're great. Yeah. So we are doing our questions, aren't we? That's what we're so, doing. <laughs> we had a lot of questions about EcoBricks. There was a lot on the project you guys are going to be doing with them, what weight they can be, mm. where they register them. So I thought we could just do a big answer yeah. on all of we these. We should not, we could never talk enough about um, EcoBricks. Eco yeah. So first of all, we do our workshop every month so far we've been doing it the last friday afternoon of every month mm -hmm. and we have been building eco bricks but this will be our very first month where we're going to actually build with the eco bricks that we have built mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah. because we've now kind of created yeah of we've them. had yeah. steady flow steady flow and we've got lots most importantly of verified authorized eco bricks and so just to back out a little bit if you are looking to start creating one we'll, we'll we just, you can still drop them off to us but the most important thing with the eco bricks is to follow the guidelines of the official eco bricks website yes and you must register them there and verify them there before you drop them off to the eco larder mm -hmm. This is um, so that they can track like how many, the EcoBrick organization can track how many are being yeah. built. And um, it also creates some accountability for each individual mm -hmm. to take um, responsibility for our own waste, which is really at the heart and the ethos of the entire movement. Mm -hmm. But in terms of us, we accept one liter bottles, one and a half liter bottles, and two liter bottles. And they need to be like kind of a normal bottle mm -hmm. shape. Yeah. So not um, circular, like circular sort of thing, like not with the wee handles that you get maybe on yeah. milk bottles. Um, and this is because we need them to be uniform so that we can use them to mm -hmm. build with. Yeah, we're we, not being picky for picky's sake. No, we, we need these because they build better. Yeah, um, and they, they, they like mold together. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, because if they were different shapes, then. Uh, we'd probably be wasting a few. Yes, yeah. we would be like a puzzle. But as you say, we're excited yeah. because this month we actually get to start building with them. Yes, we do. So um, we're going to build our very first bench. Yes. Uh, that will be located outside. Mm -hmm. um, but just um, before that, just I want to say a little bit more because just normal questions that we get is mm -hmm. often like, how many wrappers go into a bottle? So on that would be between 200 and 300 wrappers. Mm -hmm. Please chop them up yeah. so that they fit in. And you need to stuff them down and down and down and down. Yeah, and down there was down. loads of questions about, I can't get, how do I get more in? How do you get yeah. more in? Mm -hmm. So chop them up chop them small. Up. Okay. And use your softer plastics mm -hmm. down at the bottom of the bottle. 
and then you can use harder plastics as you raise closer to the top and that way you get more in don't be disheartened if you have to start again um it can yeah. be can take a couple of goes to get them right yeah Karen's husband yes some of her eco bricks that aren't heavy enough yeah that aren't so. heavy enough or unfortunately have contain dirty plastic yes. and that's a big issue because if we trap like mold into it will get moldy dirty plastic will get moldy and then you contain it by closing the lid then it will just contaminate and eventually the bottle will burst so that's this okay. is not what we want we no. don't want to be sitting on a bench where the bottles burst no <laughs> no no, no that's nobody's not gonna be having but by following meal. all the guidelines on the official ecobrick site yeah. you should be well placed to build a good one mm -hmm. yeah. verify it and yes yeah at that point we will gladly accept them if they are yeah. one liter to two liter bottles yeah and we are actually the only official collection point for eco bricks in scotland which is fantastic um because one of the issues that the movement was facing was that these eco bricks were being shipped abroad and i I just really think that defeats the purpose. You know, the carbon footprint yeah. of getting the bottle abroad, like, uh, I don't see much point in that. No. Um, another issue that often gets raised, but can these bottles be recycled? Um, if they were empty, they could be recycled. However, as we have all seen in news, like much of what we attempt to recycle doesn't get recycled, mm -hmm. is a very low percentage of things that do get recycled so this way we're reusing the bottles which when we're looking at like the hierarchy of waste it's always better to reuse before you recycle something yeah so we will make use of having a bench outside the shop instead of purchasing one yeah and you know if we get good at it we'll find other places that need benches that we can build for them yeah yeah and ultimately we we would partner with anyone doing a bigger initiative with yes. them. Yes. Yeah, so. In other countries, they build houses. And yeah, they do all they sorts. Do, they do, yeah. um, but with that, again, like being mindful not to ship brothels abroad. Yeah. Um, but also in the UK, they ain't no. going to fly no, no. building True. a house. <laughs> but there, there could yeah. well be a bigger... Yeah. bigger thing that the we can contribute house? towards Maybe. yes yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that I, I do believe there's some sort of greenhouse project going on in mm -hmm. wales mm -hmm. okay cool. yes so <laughs> that's cool um and yeah like it's a really great project to be a part of yeah and uh and i'm so excited about getting people together this month to build our first bench yes yeah, so look out yes. for our first actual yeah. structure yay Yes. Yes. So. That's but yeah, glad we bad. talked about eco bricks again. Yeah, yeah. I hope that answered everyone's questions. Do you feel? It did? I think it did. It yeah. was mainly about where they can register them, the weight of them, yeah. workshops, etc. Et yeah, it feels yeah, a bit of a process, and it takes a bit of time to get yeah. into it. But we, um, yeah, we can't accept them any other way. Yeah. So no. stick with it. Yes. Cool. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you, Charlotte.